0: This episode on the TheMesh.tv is sponsored by The Sock Factory, making quality socks in North Carolina since 1975. Producers of Crazy Compression, William Tucker, and Fit Sock, The Sock Factory has something for everyone. Find out more at TheSockFactory.com.
1: What you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh.
0: Welcome to Street Circle Drive, your Hickory-centric podcast here on The Mesh. We are welcoming um, all of our hosts back, but also we have a special guest at the table today. Um, Michael McNally is going to be introducing her later. Hello. How are you today?
1: I am wonderful on this Valentine's Day. It how are you?
0: Valentine's. And I'm I'm all flustered because we've been talking before this and we're, we've had lots of giggles. Mm-hmm. And I, I do have to let everyone know that... Guys, don't
1: get... I chuckled. You giggled. <laughs> Let's just throw that out there it for was everyone. A, I
0: think it was a giggle. <laughs> it precious. I'm pretty sure it was a giggle. Um, but we have an intern running the show today. So, hopefully... So, we
1: apologize for all the audio <laughs> technical difficulties that you <laughs> no, might be...
0: No, he's really good. And what oh. I'm hoping is is that he's not going to edit in any of the discussions we had prior to this. So... Hopefully it's just we're now rolling. We are on we took a little break.
1: Go be roll. Yep.
0: Took a little took a little breather. We all needed a little break.
1: That's right.
0: Yeah, just saying. Um and now we're back. So Moose, hello. Hello. Welcome to the table.
2: Thank you. I'm glad to be here.
0: We'll get to you with some events a little bit later on. I'm here, I'm ready. All right. For those of you enjoying this podcast, thank you for tuning in. Hopefully you're listening on TheMesh.TV. If not, on Apple iTunes or any other podcast network. Uh, You can find out more about The Mesh and our show at TheMesh.TV online. And you can find us all over social media. But moving forward, we have a great friend and guest today at the table. Um, McNally, I will let you run with this. All right.
1: Thank you very much. Yes, we are pleased to welcome... Miss Kim, like, in to the table.
3: Well, thank you. I had to you. look at to sure. Hi. Hi. Thank you. Uh,
1: Gosh, I've known Kim for a while now. I know Mary Margaret. Everybody has. Um, Kim is the executive director of the Catawba County Partnership for Children.
3: Yes, I am. I always have to
1: remember all that because all know, those works. Make sure I get them in the right it's order. Mouthful. Exactly. I have the honor and privilege of serving on the board with Kim, doing excellent work, um, and she'll get into that a little bit. I know I always tell people it's... You deal with all of the wonderful uh, rhyme time things that the governor's put into place, like Smart Start and right. More at Four and all of those wonderful programs that deal with early childhood education. For this area, typically, if you're not directly responsible for them, you're involved with them in somehow. So if you don't mind, take a few minutes to at least kind of give a, a brief overview of the partnership and, and what all you do.
3: Sure. And thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here. We're it's thrilled. The partnership for children is really all about making sure that kids start school healthy and prepared for success. So, there's a lot that goes into that. It's all about knowing that 80% of a child's brain is developed in the first three years of life. So, we can't start worrying about whether or not kids are going to be successful in life when they start kindergarten. By that time, that kind of ship has sailed. And so, we need to maximize the impact we have on kids in those first 2,000 days of life. So, the whole mission of the partnership for children is to make sure that we're finding those kids and we know where they are and and how they're doing and make sure they're exposed to the services that they need to make them successful before they get to school absolutely um talk a little bit like i mentioned
1: a couple of them smart start more at four, more at four so you haven't got tongue tied on that yeah. one yeah what are some of those programs and and what are some of the nuances or, or differences between those for for folks that aren't familiar
3: It is a complex system of early childhood work, for sure, (laughs) yeah. Um, Basically, the Partnership for Children, the Catawba County Partnership for Children, is an umbrella organization. So we're a nonprofit, um, and we have a couple of major funding streams. One is called Smart Start, um, and and we are in our 23rd year of Smart Start here in Catawba County, 24th year almost. Um, Smart Start was started by Governor Jim Hunt. Um, and the goal of Smart Start is to make sure that kids start school health, healthy and prepared for success. So, the great thing about that funding stream is that. Local communities, each county like ours, can decide what that means for us. So, if we've got a particular issue in Catawba County that affects Catawba County kids, then we can design programming with Smart Start funds to make sure that issue is addressed. Um, for example, we have a high percentage of working moms in Catawba County, and so we have a big focus on making sure that our child care programs are high quality and have the resources they need to make sure kids are safe during the day while their while their parents are at work. Um, so that's kind of Smart Start, um, and Michael is on the board, and so, you know, you you all decide kind of how we invest those dollars to make sure we're impacting the greatest needs. Um, back in 2001 now, Governor um, Easley started what he called the uh, More at Four program. And while he really appreciated that early childhood is important and the first five years are critical and brain research is telling us we have to invest in that, he also was seeing a lot of four-year-olds who were not in pre-K and you'll, you can ask any kindergarten teacher out there, you know, if, if they can tell Big which difference. kids, yeah, which kids were in pre-K and which weren't, and they said day one we know um, which kids had group care experience before they started kindergarten and not so. Governor Easley started more at four to find at-risk four-year-olds who are out there in the world and otherwise would show up for kindergarten without any kind of pre-K experience. And so we manage that program in collaboration with our school systems and private child care centers. We have actual classrooms where these kids go for the year prior to kindergarten. Um, And now it's called the North Carolina Pre-Kindergarten Program. that's right. NC Pre-K. NC Mm Pre-K, yes. Um, same idea, same program, I mean, just just called something different now, and we got we rid of the rhyming. We, I it, know it's not as fun anymore, like but yeah, right. <laughs> so, and we serve about you know three hundred and fifty kids through that program. So it's a pretty significant effort.
1: Do you know what that? How many four year olds, or what would a percentage? What is that percentage of?
3: Typically, there are eighteen, nineteen hundred kindergartners every year. You know, two thousand. Okay. So you know that gives you kind of a good. Mm-hmm estimate of how many kids were serving through nc pre-k and ultimately about half of our kids 60 percent of our kids in catawba county attend some sort of kindergarten pre-kindergarten program before they get to school
1: okay that included
3: child care okay. centers half days like mother's morning out programs that kind of thing mm-hmm.
1: are you seeing or hearing any sort of push for whether it's now or down the road, of course, I, you know everybody knows budgets and everything for mm-hmm. expanding that. Because I, I did find it interesting, and I didn't know this, that North Carolina was the first state to utilize universal kindergarten for everybody. So, I, you know, it's one of those things that, even with all the news that you hear about education and up one side down the other on, on where everybody feels or fits, but of course, sitting on the board and having young children myself, it is in the people that they are in school with. You would think that that might be something that can be. Has there been any talk about that?
3: There has been. In fact, North Carolina is really cutting edge when it comes to early childhood. I mean, just the fact that we have... We have a system in place for child care centers that assesses their quality. So we have a star system, you know, and that's really important for families to understand what kind of child care program their kid is going to and what the, what quality looks like. Many states don't have any kind of system like that where nursing homes have it and, Uh you know, plumbers have it and all these different industries have it. So in North Carolina, we're, we're really ahead of the curve. The North Carolina pre-kindergarten program has been proven to be really successful in getting kids ready for school, and it 's finding in those kids that are at risk and wouldn 't have access only because their families don 't have the resources to expose them to what you know to a regular child care program so um, there has been talk of expansion and we 've gotten expansion uh, this current school year and next school year, and then there 's also funding coming down that we 're going to expand even further in years to come so yes. Governor, yeah Governor Cooper has been really supportive of pre k um, and making sure that we're finding all the kids that are on the waiting list. Cause there are you know, thousands of kids on the waiting list across the state right now.
2: Can you answer my question. Do the parents seek you out or do you seek the, the, the families out that need your assistance or is it a combination of both?
3: It's really a combination of both. I mean, the kids I'm most concerned about are in families that wouldn't necessarily know we exist. Right. So right. Um, we have a lot of folks that are calling going, when, when can I apply for NC pre-K? And, and they've heard through the grapevine or heard through family members or whatever that it's available. That's what I think makes the Partnership for Children an important umbrella, because we have so many agencies, both connected to our board of directors or through programs that we fund, um, that we've got lots of tentacles out in the community. So social services public health, the school systems, they all are aware of these programs. So then they interface with a lot of families that, you know, moms that come through the WIC program at public health, you know, Mm -hmm. so if they know what's available, they can then make those connections for families. Um, So then in that way we sort of reach out to them and say, gosh, did you know, you know, I noticed you've got a four-year-old. Um, you know, I need you to make sure that you understand that we have Imagination Library, um, which is a program that provides free books for kids. You know, it's it's important for all of these service providers to kind of know what's available so we can make those connections for families because it's a complicated system. Right. Yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, lot lot, lot available.
0: Well, I know there's a lot of resources that you mentioned. You briefly mentioned it just then. It with all of your services. Um, what are some of your key players in town? Where do where are people finding out about mm-hmm. you, and where can they you know, start looking into it and where are you getting a lot of these people?
3: I would say we have established a really good rapport with social services, public health, like I mentioned, and and so many families use services through there that it's a great place to find families. Um, Another really good connection we have is through our library systems, both Hickory and Catawba County are so involved in what we do and they're so interested in outreach Um, We will go to state meetings all the time and people say gosh I heard about Catawba County and your collaboration there because truly it's kind of a we don't have the silo thing going here in Catawba County in, in terms of service delivery like we are all kind of in it for the greater good. Um, and it sounds Pollyanna to say that, but it really is true. Like everyone is just, you know, I'm, there's, I don't own this stuff and you guys don't own this stuff. We're all, you know, want it to be successful together. So everyone sort of supports that effort. The school systems have been really supportive. Um, they don't have to have pre-K classrooms in their buildings. I mean, they they are not required to do that. All of our three school systems have elected to put pre-K classrooms in their buildings because they see how important it is for their kindergartens, you know, and ultimate success in, in school. Um, so it's been kind of neat to see how much we can benefit from all those collaborative, you know, relationships that we have in the County.
0: Well, you briefly mentioned it as well. Imagination library. So tell us a little bit about, I'm very familiar with the program and love it, but, um, tell us a little bit more
3: about it. We love our imagination library program. Yes. Um, Dolly Parton started Imagination yes, Library. Yes, yes, she did. <laughs>
0: <laughs> powerful,
2: powerful Dolly
3: Parton. Dolly. <laughs> Margaret's favorite Christmas song.
0: Thank Uh-oh. you, McNally, for remembering. That's that. Yes. It's like
3: a steel trap, that is. Hard, well
0: done. Hard candy Christmas. Oh,
3: it's a winner.
0: I know. Yep. I know. Jerkers. Got a little love for Dolly, so
3: <laughs> please. So, in addition to her musical prowess, she also is very interested in early literacy and many years ago started a program called Imagination Library in her hometown, Sevierville, you know, right outside of Gatlinburg, Tennessee. Um Basically, it's a program that's super straightforward, but it sends in the mail um, to each enrolled, ch- enrolled child one free, age-appropriate book every month until they turn five years of age. So it is a fantastic way to expose kids to books, to have books in their homes, to build their own personal libraries, and also to encourage parents to read to their children, which is not necessarily evident to families that didn't have that for themselves, um, and also to build an excitement for reading, which we, we hear a lot, and I know Mary Margaret, your children have, mm-hmm. they get excited or got excited when they were enrolled in Imagination Library to go to the mailbox and find that next book, and the first thing they do is they want your... They want to read it. Yeah, it. they yeah. want yeah. your parent to read to mm-hmm. them, um, and that's exactly what we want to have happen in early childhood, even when they're little babies and they're not reading yet, they need to be read too, um, and research, all the research tells us that that's how to build readers ultimately. What is
0: the um, amount... Well, what are some numbers here for Catawba right, County? Because I know
3: I know you've got impressive numbers, and it's it always blows people's minds when we hear about it. So we've got around ten thousand kids birth to five in Catawba County. Five thousand of them are already enrolled in Imagination Library. So it's really yeah. a successful program. Yeah. Um, we started in, in April of two thousand eleven, bringing it to Catawba County, and um, you know just over the years have built it. Um, to really serve. And we're, and we're focused mostly on serving kids that are at risk, that wouldn't necessarily have books in their homes. And I should say too, we started it because one of our other smart start funded activities called parents as teachers is an in-home parent education program. So these trained educators will go into a parent's home and help them learn how to parent and learn how to play with their child and learn why that's important. And, um, and it's all literacy based curriculum These educators are going to these homes and coming back to us saying, you know, their moms and dads are trying so hard. and They're working so hard, but they have no children's books in their homes. Um, And so we were trying to find donations of books and bring them into the homes. And then we discovered this Imagination Library program. And that, you know, that hits the nail directly on the head Mm -hmm. for getting books in the hands of these kids. Um, So 5,000 kids enrolled. The great thing about Dolly, um, in addition to her and being an awesome musician, one of the great it, things is that the Dollywood Foundation supports this program to the point that they estimate an average book plus mailing costs about eight fifty. Our local cost is only about two dollars per book. So there you go, an efficient way of getting books in the hands of kids. So for a year's worth of books for one kid is only like a twenty five dollar investment. You know, mm-hmm. so. Um, you know, if folks wanted to sponsor kids. For example, it's a really nice thing to do. You can sponsor twelve books for twenty five dollars, mm-hmm. um, and make a huge impact in the life of a kid. Um, that's you know. one of
0: my favorite gifts to give. We've found over the past several years um, is to do a, a card with you guys on twenty five dollars, and it's in somebody's name. Yeah, you know, and that's really cool because I'm sponsoring a child. I love it for teacher's gifts. I love it for grandparent gifts, things like that, because the people that really understand and value books and reading and stuff really appreciate that there's a child out there that now is getting a year's worth of books in their name. You know? Exactly. It's, it's yeah. really cool. It's, it's a, a meaningful program. Absolutely. Sure.
3: Yeah.
1: And I know we've even talked about, you know, inside meetings or whatnot, of course, people question, well, what if the... You know they aren't being read to, or what if the parents can't read? I mean, and there's even studies, and you've talked about this in meetings where, you know, obviously the excitement of just getting something in the mail Mm -hmm. is. I mean, I had a set of twins out of my kids, and they'd get the same book on the same day, but by golly, they got their own book, and
0: it's got their name, and it's
1: got their name, you know,
0: and that's really (laughs)
1: cool. But it's the whole, you know, just the familiarity of opening the book, reading, you know, turning the pages, seeing the pictures. Maybe picking out words, just following that left or right, you know these the smaller things there is always going to be a benefit of it, even if it's not perfectly a hundred percent you know true to form of what the intent of the program is, so
3: yeah, I agree with you. And I, and I think, you know, even sitting with a child and saying, look at the blue bird on this page, you know, and telling us, telling your own little story, even mm-hmm. if you don't know how to read the story, is still a meaningful interaction with that child yes. and learning how to turn a page and what the front and the back of the book is. Um, we have a lot of families who participate in Imagination Library who are Spanish speaking. And so most of the books now are also coming in dual language. So on the mm-hmm. same page, they'll have the English version and the Spanish version, which is the the greatest, to expose both families to different languages. Um, and oftentimes we'll have older siblings that can read the book to mm-hmm. their, you know, younger sibling, which is also a great way to bond and, and kind of get to know each other a little bit. So it's 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 a great program. And I have to say that it is funded locally by a lot of uh, really supportive individuals as, as in, in addition to Catawba County United Way and the Hickory Rotary Club really stepped out there when we were first thinking of this program and allowed us to start it and gave us that kind of jumping off point, and they've continued to fund it every year since. And this is
1: something. How long have you guys been running that program? Since here?
3: April of 2011.
1: And so that's something that's just been really picked up now by the state, right? And the <laughs> state has put in some money for this program to expand it across the entire state. Um, and so it's neat to hear that. Okay, well, one, they're seeing the effects, the positive effects. And then two, they're realizing, okay, we really need to put this into. I mean, hopefully expanding it in communities like ours, sure, yes. where we have still a void of uh, people enrolled in it, but also putting it in communities we have neighboring counties that never had that, and they were always jealous when I would sit there and yeah, talk yeah. about, yeah, you know, imagination library, kids get in the books. It's you know a wonderful program, and they would want to sign up, but yeah. they lived in a different community. Yeah, it's not a fluff
3: it. program. I mean, right. the General Assembly said we believe in early literacy, and this is the way to get there. Um, the funding is coming through Smart Start. We actually got uh, part of those funds to increase by 750 kids this year and 1,000 kids next year. Our local responsibility is to maintain the kids we had before, so we can expand, but we still have to fundraise for the kids that we had already have enrolled. But it's a oh, cool. great way to to expand it and make sure more kids are engaged and. I failed to mention earlier, one of the great ways that we connect with families is through pediatrician's offices. Mm-hmm. Right. So they've been extremely supportive where we've got the applications right there. When they come to those two day visits or those four day, whatever those are, when you're first and you're bleary eyed and have those babies, um, you can sign up right then and they get a book a month until the baby turns five. So it's, yep. it's right there from the get go. Yeah. Oh, awesome. And,
0: and the, the books are nice. Yeah, they're they're beautiful. hardback, very, Large you know, I mean they're they're not pamphlets, It's not bound. newspaper print. Yeah, right, yeah. exactly. And and I think that makes a difference too. I mean, as it's
1: the real book petty as it, it may sound, sound. exactly, or you know library. this is
0: when you're keeping for yourself. That's what my kids used to ask every time at the mailbox. Didn't matter if I had their name on it, didn't matter if I told them how many times. So I get to I get to keep this one. Yeah. You know, yes, absolutely. And cool. yeah. Right. So cool. Such a great job,
2: right? You. Kim, you mentioned the the public and private partnerships you have, and if our, our listeners might be interested, how do they how how could they maybe donate to you or or give to your programs?
3: Thank you for that question. You're welcome. That was brilliant. Um, <laughs> now, now, now. Set <laughs> them so out with brilliance. You thing, just man. met him. Oh, Don't dare you, McNally? Stuff. <laughs> Super impressive. Can I just have
1: one?
2: Goodness. On. All right, Go one. All right, thanks. H.
3: we, we told have, to have ask a you fancy that. website okay. that is created by none other than Mary Margaret Baker. Hey. Fantastic. Um, But there is a way to donate online if folks prefer that method, and it's on catawbakids.com. That is our website. Um, And there it's also, you could send checks in the mail, and there's the the mailing information there. Um, And like Mary Margaret said, there's great opportunities for. Making a donation in honor of someone or in memory of someone. And we've got really cute cards and pretty cards that we send out based on the holiday. Mother's Day, Valentine's Day, as a matter of fact. Yeah. Um, you know, certainly Christmas and all the holidays so that folks can really make that gift something useful for the community. And Definitely. they can
1: designate it for their donation specifically for Imagination
3: Library. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean,
1: you'll take their money...
3: Anyway, Whether, it will be you know, put go to good use, good use for yeah. the kids here. But I mean, that's the great thing about any donations to Imagination Library is every dollar of it goes to buy a book for kids, period. Yeah. There's no administration. Yeah. There's no. We provide all that as an in-kind match. Mm-hmm. But the, the money provided to Imagination Library puts a book in the hand of a kid.
2: It's yeah. awesome. Investing really in your cool. community.
0: Absolutely. And speaking of the community, I know there's a big event coming up. Soon.
3: We are excited. Yeah. Yes. Tell us a little bit um, about it. Well, the Unifor Foundation and Catawba Valley Community Foundation work together to bring UNCTV to Catawba County. And they are hosting here an early childhood summit, which is the first ever of its kind. Um, they're going to do a few more across the state after ours, but we're, ours is the first. Um, they are going to come on March 19th. Um, it's going to be a fantastic. well, over lunchtime, um, opportunity for business folks, faith community, early childhood folks, educators, just general community members to come together and really learn about early childhood and why it's important. Um, What is the significance of those first 2,000 days? What's the economic impact of the first 2,000 days, which there is significant research about um, the impact that investments in early childhood make on a community today in that Childcare centers allow their parents to be in the workforce, right? But there's also a really big impact in 20 years because we're creating tomorrow's workforce today. And we that's an important part of our work in terms of looking long-term about the impact we're making. So the conversations that day are going to be around those issues. We have a speaker coming from the North Carolina Early Childhood Foundation, Tracy Zimmerman, who's going to talk about the first 2,000 days and the economic impact. Um, she also has some really interesting information to share about how companies can participate in this work where I think a lot of times it feels like we're always asking for money to support programs, which we certainly need, and that's an important part of it. But another part of it is that they can also, for free, essentially, create family-friendly work policies in the workplace that help parents be connected to their kids' educational process, which also makes a huge impact on their academic achievement. So there are ways that businesses can play a role Mm -hmm. in this work, and the first step of that is really understanding it. So that's going to be part of the morning. And then we're going to have Mary Morin, who um, is a family specialist over with the Early Head Start program here in Catawba County. But she also happens to be an expert in toxic stress and the impact of toxic stress on young children um, and how to mitigate those issues for young kids. And how we can all help protect kids from that so that they don't end up with issues down the road. Um, So we're excited about the day. It's going to start um at ten thirty in the morning and there's going to be a welcome and a couple of presentations and some nice opportunities for discussions among folks at tables there and then we're going to have a keynote speaker who is yet to be determined and a luncheon and then more conversation about how we can actually make this work get up and walk in catawba county collectively
0: that's my that's that's amazing we're excited about it i'm hoping to be there i think you're hoping there. to be there yes it's uh that's a big deal for Catawba County. Yep. And super excited that you guys gonna, are getting to have a part in it.
1: They're going to tape it.
3: And televise. And televise it. Yes. Yes. For,
1: you know, throughout their, yeah. their TV system. So we we do get to be their guinea pig. So not only do we get to, you know, come collectively and put our heads together and, and hear more about this. Because, you know, the whole <clears throat> education always is in the news. And, you know, K-12, rightfully so, gets a lot of the the focus.
0: Mm-hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm.
1: But, you know, there's so many different elements in and the approach that we have to take has to be so different than it has been, I mean, every 40, 50, I mean, 10 years ago. You hear so much more about, you know, now you have dual income households. So you have both people out of the house from birth on. Mm-hmm. Um, adverse childhood experiences. All these things that are interfering with the, the learning opportunities for a child, much less, like you said, you know, the analogy is there. But if you stumble out of the blocks... You know, it makes it that much harder to really run the race, especially for the folks that, that were given those those opportunities early on. So, you know, my hope is that there is more emphasis on the early childhood education, education opportunities and quality education opportunities.
3: Right. And that's the key, I think. And that's where the collective spirit really helps in terms of making sure that what we're providing for kids is developmentally appropriate and it's of high quality, and we're basing this on what research tells us is right for kids because we don't have time or money to mess around and guess about what's right. We need to go find the programs that we know are proven to be effective and to make those happen here in Catawba County for our kids. Yeah,
1: and I even loved hearing the, the parents as teachers when they presented to the board. And, you know, of course, we always – everybody, all parents joke around like, well, I didn't have, you don't get instructions or anything. And, of course, each kid's different. But, I mean, they're talking about going into the home and just – how to use some of the household items and objects to make different learning opportunities just for, you know, dexterity and, and picking up and some sorting and stacking. And tennis ball. And it's just know? like, and I was just laughing because yeah. it was almost, you know, I remember you get a kid and you get them a toy. But for, you know, after the first rush of the toy, man, they want to play in the box and create something else. And right. it's just, it's that a lot of the same things. like. You know, not everybody has the resources or, or knows what they need to do. It's not just about toys and entertaining. There's there's purpose there behind it. But so much of it can be done without going above and beyond, whether that's financially or, or space-wise or whatever that might be.
3: That's right. Yeah.
0: Such a smart resource to have that I think people don't realize. The mommy groups and the mornings that are held over at your place, um, I mean, as a mom here, then you know uh, I I think I am a working mom, so I appreciate obviously the childcare aspect of that, which is why I've been so involved over the years mm-hmm. because my kids have been in daycare since six weeks old, or yeah, you know whatever right. it may be, right? Um, and so I need to make sure that I'm doing my part to make sure they're in a good place. But that on top of it, you know, the resources you're giving to the, like I said, the mom groups, the young parents that, um, you know, were, were maybe not quite ready to be the parents yet, but but are. Um, just amazing work coming out of there that reaches a whole group of people that
3: I don't think everybody in the area understands. And, you know, one of those things that we've been focused on over the years, too, is making sure that childcare is affordable for families yeah. because... Um, it it's expensive yeah. for those of us who, and I'm in the same boat. Where I mm-hmm. had my kids in childcare from when they were eight weeks on, mm-hmm. you know, and I feel like those early care educators raised my kids yeah. along with me mm-hmm. because they spent a long time there Absolutely. during the day, um, more but,
1: than they do in school because right. they're there until you pick them up sure. at the end of the yeah. day. It's I like mean, a that's ten a long hour day. day.
3: Yeah. yeah, right. And so, but it's expensive, and these are young families who. Don't necessarily have their feet under them financially, where if you're raising for college, you're 20 years in and you have some time to plan for that. Yeah. But boy, childcare comes pretty fast when you have a baby mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, at 150 a week or whatever. It adds up. And so, you know, a lot of our local funding is invested in what we call child care subsidy. But it's basically scholarships for at-risk families, lower income families mm-hmm. that need high quality care. We don't want them. You know, piled in a neighbor's house. You know, sitting in front of a TV. Yeah. we want them in safe and high quality places so that they get what they need. Absolutely.
2: So, a lot, one question that we like to ask and propose to to our guests is: If you had a magic wand, mm-hmm. <laughs> what would what would your magic wand do? In in, in reference your to your in in your organization.
3: Wow, that's a good question. See, that's one you should have told me yesterday, and I really could have been brilliant. <laughs> right now we um,
0: didn't know he was going to say this, so. <laughs>
3: You know, I think for me, um, and I've been you know, at this job for 20 years, so I've seen a lot of progress, and I'm really proud of the work the partnership has done and also benefited greatly from the support of our state in this work. I would love to see early care and, early care and education be part of the educational continuum with elementary, mm-hmm. middle, high, school. It should all be part of the same system. We should all be talking about education, and when we say education, we should mean birth mm-hmm. on um, and it doesn't end at 64 it doesn't end at whatever, it goes all the way up. We just need to make sure that everyone understands the importance of these first five years. Um, cause Michael, I think you're right about, you know, when people think about education, you automatically think kindergarten and up, mm-hmm. you know, and we're really cause everybody missing. has to go. Yeah. So it's yeah, right, right. It's mandatory. So yeah. that's kind of how you, and that's how the funding goes. And, and for good reason. Um, but my magic wand would really make early childhood the automatic part of the educational continuum. And every child has the same access to services in that time period.
0: Kim, thank you so much for being here with us today. I know thank that you. hopefully somebody out there has learned something about the partnership and all of its roles and and can, can research you guys, found out more. And if they need help, come to you or if they're interested in some books or... Yeah, again, you do so many different things. Um,
3: and absolutely. And if anyone wants to go and find more resources, mm-hmm. then please go to our website at katabakids.com.
0: Absolutely. And and we'll be um, tagging that website on the po- on the post for this podcast as well. But thank great. you so much yeah, for being you. here. Thank you yes. and your staff
1: for, for all the work you do. Thank you. It's, yeah, it's
0: great work. Great work. All right, Moose. Yes. You've been antsy over there, ready well, to talk. I, you know ready me, I'm just so good? antsy
2: all the time. You are antsy all the time. So, yeah, I'm talk about some events that are coming up in our community this week. Um, this, uh, the Crossing at Holler Mill is having the Winter Farmer's Market that's ongoing right now. Uh, it's every Wednesday, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., like I said, at the Crossing. After March 7th, uh, the Farmer's Market is back on Union Square on Wednesday and Saturday mornings. <gasps> that's right.
0: All the cantaloups you want. Our Farmer's Lovers. Market's awesome. I yeah. love our Farmer's Market. It's fabulous.
2: For sure. The uh, Catawba Science Center is now hosting Gross Labs and the Germ Zone, which is pretty prevalent right now. Timely, it is very, very timely. Go learn about the flu. Well, you don't have the flu. Don't go to the science
0: center. No, I tell you what though, Gross Labs is super cool. Though I mean, it's like there's like a fake surgery section, and there's stuff about snot and. You know, my kids, I took my kids to... Like what happens when
2: you lose teeth
1: or say anything like that?
0: Probably. Probably. Maybe (laughs) the The, stuff with it. Who knows?
1: There's also a poop section. My kids love that area.
0: Absolutely. Yes. My kids went to um, gross out camp Mm -hmm. one summer at the science center. Okay. And so, I mean, it's... It's funny, the Science Center does a good job with gross stuff. They, <laughs> Charlotte, my my oldest, came home uh, from camp that week one day and said that they had built a <laughs> 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 built an obstacle course.
2: Uh-huh. Whoa, like double dare?
0: Yep. Yes. Oh, but it was back. it was the intestine. No.
2: Oh no. Oh, I take the physical challenge. So they, yeah.
0: did, it, so it, they, did it
1: make a noise at the end?
0: He, it was them. They came back. So oh, rolled.
1: but then I'm sure they all made noises, and I'm sure they lit yeah. up.
0: Oh man, the stuff she came home talking about. It was an awkward week, but she was. She loved it. I mean, they talked about everything. And she's a
1: gastroenterologist. You'll know where right? so,
0: spark was lit. She's like, we Fingers started at the small intestine, and we came out the large intestine, and this. I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> But cool. Good cool. for you. Science. That's
2: right. <laughs> also, at the Catawba Science Center going on now is the American Adventure. You can now... Role play as a Jamestown colonist, uh, and that that exhibit is going on through March. The that 30th. one's awesome. It is. is it's like like real life organ trails, Is that kind of what it is? What's well,
1: what's it's supposed to be like? And you <laughs> make <laughs> choices. No, it yeah. isn't, terry. You make choices, terry. and you go around, and it gives like points and obstacles, and you know you spin the wheel and get bit by a spider, and your health. You have different health wheel, and money, like and all wheel this of stuff punishment. Stuff yes, like. dilly dilly. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you get thrown into
1: the pit of misery if you don't. Yeah. So we've died a couple of times, but. Cool. For the most part, we're survivors.
2: Good. Nice, mm-hmm. yeah. nice. Uh, going on right now at the Hickory Museum of Art. Uh, still going on is the endangered, the Joel Satori, retrospective natural geographic photographer. Uh, he uh, takes take pictures of endangered species, and it's, it's beautiful. We were there filming a video for uh, the salt block and I was able to see those photographs. And they're, they're amazing, straight up. there. They, you need to go check that out if you haven't already. Um, all the great things are going on at the Hickory Metro Convention Center, They're coming up in the next few weeks. Uh, hold on for your hats. On Saturday, it's the bird fair. All you bird fair, all you pet bird that's enthusiasts. Big,
0: that's big around here. Is We've it? got several Wild Birds Unlimited and stuff, and all those. Is that what you're talking about? Birds, I'm talking right? about like
2: canaries and stuff, like parrots and whatnot. Like exactly. Like like well,
0: yeah, yeah. Wild wild birds birds. I don't know
2: if this is wild birds. I think this is like.
0: All right, you need to hold on a second. I love
2: birds. I have, I have like birds. three bird, bird listen, houses. Listen
0: to me. <laughs> You can still get at Wild Birds Unlimited. You can still get canary food, okay. And I understand cockatiel food and stuff like that. Okay, it's just the name of the store.
2: Okay, I got mm-hmm. you. All I right. got you. I thought it was just outdoor birds only. No. Okay, I love the Cardinals. Um, like I said, that the bird fair is going on for pet bird enthusiasts and outside bird enthusiasts this weekend, uh, Saturday, February seventeenth. The uh, Great Outdoor uh, Boat Show is going on this weekend. If As opposed to that. the
0: indoor boat show for all those indoor boats we <laughs> How dare you? So,
2: <laughs> you know, if you like boats and pontoons, RVs, power sports, all that good stuff, you're going to have all sorts of opportunities to go check that out. Um, also, coming up in March, it's the Inside Pitch Toy Hobby Sports NASCAR Memorabilia Show Saturday on March 10th. So if you're into baseball all that. cards, Parties. All, all that, all that <laughs> stuff, yeah, go check it out. Um, Also, um, March nineteenth, we talked about it before the Catawba County Early Childhood Education Summit. Yay! Yay! Also at the Hickory Metro Convention Center, Um, the twenty fourth. I'm sorry, twenty first annual Catawba Valley Pottery and Antiques Festival is going on Saturday, March the twenty fourth. Also going on that same weekend at the Convention Center is the Catawba Valley Gym and Mineral Show. So if you're into
0: agates and all that stuff, that one's a good one too. I actually went to that when I was in middle school. They took us to like a field trip to that or something.
2: Really? Yeah. We went to Hide Night.
0: I've been to head Night in elementary school. Gym show was the next step up. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
2: Awesome. Yeah. So uh, also put on your calendars. Uh, the date of Hickory Hops has been announced. It's April twenty-first, one to six. The cost is normally uh, around thirty to forty dollars for dozens of breweries and live music. So go ahead and put that on your calendar uh full circle arts is currently asking for artist submissions for the my my north carolina uh, it's they're looking for art that best describes the artist's portrayal of their lives in north carolina uh, the art show will be um coming up soon i'm not real sure on the date do not give the date but uh cash prizes will be awarded to those winners um, so, if you're out there listening, looking for a job, CVCC's got a job fair going on on March the 18th. Um, and last but not least, the Foothills Disc Golf Association is hosting the Hampton Heights Championship. It's disc golf at the at Hampton Heights Golf Course. At ball uh, golf, at disc
0: golf at ball golf.
2: Disc golf and ball golf, right? No, at uh, ball at ball golf. At ball golf. Mm-hmm. You can play ball golf too. I think the same day. Um,
0: not in the tournament. Not in the tournament. It's a it's disc dangerous. golf tournament. I mean. Then you can go play ball golf after the tournament's right, done. Right,
2: exactly. So, um, like, like we always say, there's always great live local music going on, Hickory Tap Room, Shooters, Hickory Tavern, Food Factory Underground, all those places in Hickory proper that have live music Fridays and Saturdays. So, go check those people out. And speaking of the whole Hickory Tap Room, say wait.
0: Mm. Okay, there we go. Time to talk about our review for the week. We did go to lunch yesterday. Probably smart, because we don't always do so well if we get too full before we record. We tend to... um, Kim, this is a good review for you, and Elijah Moon in there doing the the engineering. We um, review a restaurant every episode. Local, Hickory restaurant, um, or Catawba County restaurant. It just needs to be local, no chains. Perfect. And... Um, we've been to some good ones. We've been to some okay ones. Um, but we really haven't come across anything bad yet. Yeah. Um,
1: and if we do, we won't know, tell right? the people. Just because we'll we like
0: food. It's, so. it's,
1: the restaurants are either good or great.
0: True. Because we pick them. which is what, you right, know.
1: We're not going to pick slouches out
2: there.
0: Because <laughs> we like food. We like to eat. Mm-hmm. And... Um, McNally started in the beginning of the year. You know, it was New Year, New McNally, trying to not spend as much money on lunches for our podcast. They add up. Which means
1: only one meal. Oh Well before I was trying to I'm here for the people So I was trying to give trying to them give Like multiple good, no, selections sure. Thank you Thank
0: yeah. you Yeah It was a um, Brilliant too It was nice There was a couple times They were sharing lunches and stuff, oh, Like double lunches that. Yeah It's oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah,
1: sure. so like a meal and a half Not yes. like a, You know Intertwining our arms And
0: I mean, That would be adorable But yeah Glad <laughs> yeah. like you did It lady is Valentine's
1: Day. Day It is Aww. Which
0: one's lady Which one's trying up? You're the I know the answer. I'm not going to say it. Though. All right. So this week we did go to the Hickory Tap Room on the Square. Old standby. Oh, good old tap room. That's right. We all have some different opinions, I think, about the tap room and how we feel about it. Although we've all been going there for a long time. So mm-hmm. Kim, I'm sure you've been there before, many a time. Many a time, Elijah. Moon? I probably should try their beer yep. at some point. Try the what? Beer. No. no. Please. I was about that would get crazy. Kim doesn't know anything about that. <laughs> I hear they have that. Yes. So um, we all ordered one meal each, which was nice. Wow. Um, we always have the debate when we arrive at any restaurant. We have the <laughs> debate yeah. of, so are you going to order what you always order, or are you going to order something new? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, McNally, what would you have? So
1: on this trip, I'm always, my staples there are typically the Cobb salad. 'Cause it makes me feel good about myself to order a salad that has bacon, chicken, blue cheese, shredded much, cheese, much dressing. It. So I could tell everybody, yeah, it was eleven 1, hundred calories, but I had salad it was a for lunch. Salad. So that is an excellent standby. But I branched out. I went to overall a tradition, I went with the Carolina burger. So had that surprise I even surprised tell us myself. What it is. Of the Carolina Burger, for those that are uninitiated. Or in
0: Texas, listening <laughs> yes. to the show about Henry. Yeah.
1: maybe it's, it's well, you should.
0: I mean, it's a great town. It
1: is a delicious hamburger patty with chili, coleslaw, onions, and mustard. There is no variation on a Carolina Burger. You got to get that. That is a Carolina Burger.
0: But you didn't have onions yesterday.
1: No, I had, I had them on the burger. I didn't have them on my salad.
0: Oh, okay, okay. You Guys, have to gotta talk. have limits. Okay, gotcha.
1: And so, had the Carolina burger. It was delicious. Burger was a little done, but restaurants are always kind of weird with burgers anyway, unless you go somewhere that you know grinds the meat. But I mean, its chili slaw it's kind of covers up any imperfections in the burger anyway. <laughs> I thoroughly enjoyed my Carolina burger. Good. I surprised myself and got a side salad. I don't know. This, this new me is like sticking past the first couple of weeks of the year. It's only because
0: you've been to the doctor the day before. I was,
1: yes, and he reminded me that this new me really needs to stick around to ensure that there is still a me. That's kind of how he prefaced that. But I will say, you before I got there, y'all ordered the chips.
0: Moose ordered chips. I did order the chips. Like for the table?
1: No, I totally agree. Now I sit there and say the new me. The new me wouldn't have ordered them. But the new me still ate them. But so
0: still I was enjoy just, them on behalf of oh the man, team.
1: That blue cheese. I would have a uh, mainline IV drip of that blue that cheese. blue <laughs> cheese drip. Or drip. Just, you was thinking of IV drip. <laughs> sauce me chips is so good. I would drink that stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, that's, that's what I had. Salad was a side salad. I mean, it was yeah. fabulous. Meh. meh. But the, the chips and the burger were... Always kick it off I mean, you. it's bar food. It, it, and that's what we talked about. It is a... It's a great standby to have downtown when you just want to go grab a sandwich or a burger or yeah. whatnot.
0: Absolutely. Moose, what did you have?
2: Uh,
1: I had the Franklin. It was delicious. It's a
2: um, turkey sandwich. Mm-hmm. Uh, sliced turkey, lettuce, tomato, onion, mayonnaise toast, toasted. Um, had a side of spinach maria. It was warm all the way through, which is... Good. Not yeah, always. Not always. Me. Not always. Mm-hmm. I mean... That, I jealous get to of y'all's sides. It, it, it was delicious. Um, Add half those chips that Mike was talking about, and you know the best part about this place number one i'm very i'm i'm very very partial to this place. they're very kind to moose and friends. We'd play at that place a lot and um we uh, it, it I, we eat there a lot in college we my girlfriend and I eat there at least once a month um and we know a lot of the people that work there. So, I give this no kidding on a rating scale. I give it seven out of seven. It's my it's my hometown joint. I love it.
0: Wowzers! It's a yeah. Big deal.
2: There's an sure. ambiance and everything included. It is ambiance. I own a mug there. Five eleven. I'm gonna tell everybody if you want to use my mug. No, tell everybody. It oh, doesn't, doesn't matter. Out of number. Doesn't matter.
0: Jeez, I'm not telling my number. I don't even I drink don't, out
2: of it. Can't I, wait to spit in that one.
0: Why do you not drink out of it?
2: I think it makes it taste, the beer taste weird. You're weird. For real, it does.
0: I love the beer in it because it actually...
2: You get 20 ounces. Take, you, I, you get 20 ounces.
0: I think it makes it taste better.
2: My mug says King of Hickory on it.
0: Mine says The Other Dojo. Oh. Hmm. Hey. So, but I'm not telling you my number. All right. Um, I had a little hodgepodge of, of things. I had my go-to, which is wings. Um, and I get the wings naked with the spicy tiger sauce on the side. Yeah, like it. And um and then I had a side of the scalloped tomatoes, which came with hot, which all the way their, through. They were hot and they sometimes have melted cheese on top. Right. Um I did have cheese yesterday, but it was it was not as cooked through as I'd like it, baked, but nonetheless, it was good. I ate it. Um and then I did have a cup of their soup. I did the special soup of the day, which was vegetable beef. Good old
3: fashioned vegetable beef soup. It's good. Yep, absolutely. And Kim, then, what do
2: you like at the taproom?
3: Well, I have a daughter who's a vegetarian. Okay. So we are always nice. searching for good vegetarian options and they've got a good bean burger. They there. do. They yeah, do, I yeah. Agree yeah. With I really that. like that. And I get it myself, but I'm not a vegetarian. Um and I like their hummus too. That's always a winner. Yeah. I haven't had their hummus before. It's delish. Good.
0: Yeah. Um, Michael, what were your ratings for yesterday?
1: You know, I'd probably give the tap room a seven out of 10. I mean, it's, it's just good enough food that you go to at a bar. I love the place that things that step it up for me are the ambiance. I yeah. love the local, the owners the you know, all that. Yeah. And of course we didn't have it yesterday, but I love going there and having some old Hickory Frosty brewery Barrage. specials. Right.
0: Yeah, yeah, Absolutely. Good times at the holidays and stuff too. They never close. So if it's snowing outside, go to the tap room. If it's icy outside, go to the tap room. If it's a holiday, go to the tap room. It's amazing. Um, I I admitted yesterday with with nervousness behind it, making sure not too many people in Hickory heard me, but that I like the tap room, but I don't love the tap room. And <laughs> I honest I know I honestly think it's just because I did get a little burnout on it. I mean, Uh, I believe that there was a little too much time in college spent there. There was a little too much time of whenever I moved back to Hickory thinking that was just the super cool joint. And it is great. It is good. But as you guys know, I'm not a big sandwich person. Don't like sandwiches a lot. Um, And there's a lot of sandwiches on their menu. So I've kind of exhausted the other stuff. That's just me personally. I get it. Um, So I find myself getting, which I do appreciate that they offer a side entree, so you can make an entree out of three different sides. Um, And I do that a lot, which I really enjoy. Um, And then a lot of times I'm getting like an appetizer as a meal, hence the wings and a salad or something. So um, my score tends to be more because of the ambiance, which I love, the... Um, beer, which is good. And I just wish they'd change up the menu every once in a while. And I feel like I've been ordering the same stuff since yeah. 98. So, so you want one side rare. of the menu
1: to be the, the standbys. And then
0: I would love like, uh, uh, just, uh, every once in a while they're like, Hey, new menu stuff. You know, this is well,
1: it's like we talked about yesterday, the, the new stuff, the, the fancy stuff, you go across the tracks to the station. And that's
0: right. That's right. And- which, you that's fine by me, too. Yeah, so. It is one of those
1: places. I'm downtown Union Square, especially with people from out of town. Yeah. I
0: All mean, right. if
2: you want the best chicken to me, fingers, it you is. go there, too.
1: You take them to the tap room and get a little experience.
2: Sorry to interrupt you, McNally. They do have uh, they do have the best chicken fingers in town, though.
1: Yes. As rated by most five-year-olds and moose.
0: <laughs> again, moose would know. Right. I would know. So, they're great. Well... There you, know, there you go and it, it is I, I agree when people come in town especially if they've been there before or like people we went to college with or something when they come back in town everybody's like let's just go to the tap room because it is a good old standby i think it's just different if you obviously live here and we work right down the street and it's kind of like okay i went there three times last week so let's meet somewhere else that's just me i give it a six out of ten there you go don't hate me moose
2: that's fine. Hey, if you want to hear good music, Moose and Friends is playing there on Saturday night, mm-hmm. 930 to 1 o'clock.
0: Sounds good. Be there.
2: Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Well, good. All right, guys. Anything else to wrap up this week? No. All right. Good. <laughs>
2: that, that was a first. And good. good. <laughs> it's great.
0: So that's that's it. Thank you so much for listening to Street Circle Drive today. Kim, thank you for joining us. Thank and you. telling us a little bit more about the Partnership for Children, um, Catawba County Partnership for Children. Um, Lots to come, I'm sure, from you guys growing and and continuing to help the community. We really appreciate you being here. Thank you. Thank you. Boys. Lady. Y'all take care. Tell everybody goodbye.
2: Adios, Hickory Nuts. Oh, Hickory Nuts. See you later, Hickory Nuts. Six out of ten, I can't believe it. Uh (laughs) Gosh.